Hey, Reach Church, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is a very special Father's Day message with uh, Pastor Omar Lopez and some of the men in the house as they talk about fatherhood. They talk about their upbringing, being raised uh, with a father or the lack of one. And uh, they just share some insight about how it is to raise uh, kids today and their experience. So enjoy this message. You can be seated. We appreciate all of you being here today. Are you glad you're in the house of God? Turn to someone right now and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. We appreciate, we want to acknowledge all the fathers in the house today. So we want all the dads to stand up. If you're a father, stand up today. We want to acknowledge, come on, give them a hand clap every single father in the house. Thank you guys for being here today. God bless you. We appreciate all of you. We have a number of men here, a number of fathers here today that are represented. And uh, we're going to kind of kind of just have a conversation a little bit, talk about a few things, and uh, ask the Lord to just bless our time together. We have many of them have different jerseys on. And they, they're rooting for different teams. The great thing is we're all rooting for different teams, but we're on the same team. That's the Jesus team today. And uh, I've got Pastor Isaac Roman here, our assistant pastor here. Uh, We also have in the house uh, Brother John Tahaji here. And we have Marcel Garcia. So I'm going to take a seat here. We're going to kind of talk about fatherhood a little bit. Uh, Every single one of us have had... Uh, we've all had a father and whether you've had a father that's been absent or whether you've had a great father, uh, all of us have, uh, have different experiences here in this church. And I realized that as, uh, I begin to think about fatherhood and begin to think about my own father and just begin to think about my own life and, uh, being raised by my own father. And all of us have different experiences. Some of us have great experiences. Uh, Some of you have had a great father. Some of you uh, didn't have a father, maybe. Or maybe your father was there, but he wasn't there. And maybe he was so busy. And uh, Or maybe some of us, uh, your father died early in your life, and so you weren't able to have that relationship. And I understand all of those things. And uh, we want to kind of talk about that because we know that uh, uh, being a father is, is a challenge, or even having a father in your life. Let me read you a scripture that I think is really kind of resonates with uh would resonate with you this morning and kind of help you as we get into this uh, time together Uh, one of the challenges that uh, i remember reading about one uh, particular pastor uh, he had a hard time saying the word father for like 25 years and uh, he said that because his father had uh, had abandoned them and he had a hard time saying god the father uh, because of the of the way that he was brought up and it wasn't until the lord uh, did a work in his life and god changed his life that he was able to call god father how many know we have a wonderful heavenly father and here here's what the bible says isaiah chapter 64 uh, verse number eight i don't think i gave the guys the scripture but i i want to read it to you it says yet O lord you are our father it says we are the clay and you are the potter, and we are the work of your hand. You are our Father. Jesus said this. Just said it this way: When you pray, pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, or holy is your name. And so we do have a holy God, and He's a holy Father, and He cares about every single one of us. And so, regardless of your upbringing, regardless of the role of your father, uh, what role he had in your life. I want to say to you that there's a heavenly father that loves you. And I said that there's a heavenly father that cares about you today. So I kind of wanted to just have a conversation. I know that uh, uh, the last Mother's Day we had a panel up here. And so uh, we figured we're going to have a panel. And uh, we did a panel several years ago. I don't know. It was like 10 years ago, I think, or 8 years ago, whatever it was. And I said, well, let's bring the panel back. I mean, I could preach a message on fatherhood and do all of that. But I figured that uh, this would be the best, best way to do it. And, and uh, our own personal, I want you guys to hear some stories. Is that all right? 
and and how God changes lives. And so, uh, uh, Pastor Isaac, uh, we, we're going to talk to him about his father and his upbringing. And you're going to find that all of us have very different upbringing and the impact of our father. In fact, uh, Pastor Isaac, this is your first uh, Father's Day without your father. His father passed away earlier this year. And so that that's a challenge, I'm sure, in his own life. Uh, but we know where he is. That's the wonderful thing. Uh, and uh, he'll share a little bit about his dad. And then we're going to talk to uh, just have John kind of share a little bit about his upbringing, uh, father and his role, and Marcel. So, uh, Isaac, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your upbringing with your father? Yeah, I, you know, one of the things I thought about this morning, um, and, and my, my father passed away uh, about two and a half months ago, and uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's fresh, it, it hurts and all of that, and I'm sure there's others, uh, there's others here that have recently lost their father. And the one thing I want to tell you this morning is it's okay to cry. It's okay to have emotion. It's okay to, to mourn the loss of your loved one. We cry because we love. Um, but what I want you to also do is celebrate their life. And that's what, I cho- that's what I'm choosing to do today, uh, is celebrating the life of my father and uh, all the great things that, that uh, he instilled in me. So I, I grew up, uh, some of you know this, but I grew up in a, in a Christian home. My parents uh, were, were pastors and saved my entire life. As, as, as far as I knew them, they were, always, uh, they were always saved in ministry. And so I grew up in a very, uh, a pretty healthy home, okay? So my parents were not perfect, uh, but but I grew up in a, in a healthy home. Uh, I think of when I think about my dad. There's a lot of things that I think about. I think about uh, the work ethic that he instilled in me as a as a young boy. Uh, my dad was bivocational, so what that means is that he had a full time job. Uh, he owned a small uh, small service company, and he also was a full time pastor as well. So uh, you know, fire extinguisher man by day, pastor by night, so to speak. And, uh, and I just remember this drive that my dad had. He would wake up before, uh, before the sun came up, and uh, he'd get ready. He'd plan out his day, and he'd go out, uh, do his thing, come back uh, mid-afternoon, and, uh, and, and you know, jump, jump in the shower, and then, and then he, was, he was pastor. And so uh, I had, the, again, I was fortunate to, to grow up in a godly home, uh, one that prioritized the, thing, the things of God, one that prioritized ministry and the kingdom business. And so these are things that, uh, that, that I grew up with and that I, that I cherish. Uh, um, my dad showed me how to love. And, I, and I, I think, you know, we were very affectionate. I kissed my father on, on the cheek uh, uh, all, all the way to, you know, all the way to, to, uh, to when he passed. And uh, I, I just I just grew up with uh, understanding what uh, healthy affection looked like, uh, not only uh, not only as a family, but as a as a father, as a man uh, to my children, not only my daughters, but my sons as well. Showing them healthy affection, showing them that it's okay to love and it's okay to be uh, to be sensitive in, in all of those things. And so um, I, I you know I was I was fortunate. Now I, I will say to to all those fathers, I know there's great men out uh, out there. I will say that. My mom and dad raised me to the best of their ability. They instilled the word of God in me. I knew the word of God just as good as anyone else. Uh, but I did make some bad choices in my life. And, uh, and, and, I, and I fell away from the Lord. But the one thing that I remember about both of my parents, but my dad specifically, uh, I remember there's a, there's a specific instance in my life where uh, I had violated trust with my father. And uh, very shameful, very, very, very shameful. But I remember experiencing the love of God like never before through my father. And I, I want to share this story with you. Uh, I was sitting at a, at, at a table, uh, and, and I was I was strung out on drugs. I was I was a, I was a, I was a fiend, really, really bad. And uh, I remember I had, I had uh, broken trust with my dad. And it's me and him. We're sitting across, and I can remember it just like it was yesterday. Uh, I'm apologizing to him. I'm, I'm full of shame. I'm just, uh, I'm just full of condemnation and shame si- sitting there in front of him, having to answer to dad and look him in the eyes and tell him I'm sorry for violating his trust. And I remember this uh, like it was yesterday. He looked at me and he said, son, there's nothing that you could do to ever cause me to love you any less. And I love you in spite of that. And in that moment, I'm telling you guys, in that moment, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit like I had never felt him before. I was overwhelmed with emotion, and I really felt the heart of God in that moment. And so those are the things that, that kind of impressed me and kind of have, have molded and shaped me to be the man that I am. I'm just trying to be, trying to be like Dad, trying to be, you know, I, I, I say, uh, I, 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 I used to write in my dad's Father's Day cards that if I could be half the man that he was, I'd be okay. And so, uh, so I, I just, I honor my dad this morning. I'm just so, so blessed to have a dad like him. All 
right, go ahead, John. Right on. So, uh, my story is a, little, a lot different. So, as I share, please don't feel sorry for me. Um, it, God has brought complete healing to my family, to my life. It's just a powerful thing. So, I grew up uh, a bro- broken home. I didn't. My mom and my father were never really together. Uh, I've never seen them in a relationship. Never really seen them interact, other than when we would go over to his house, ask him, "What do you need?" So. Um, my father ended up going to prison when I was about eight years old. Uh, so I pretty much stopped going over to his house after that. So around eight years old, not much memories, um, that I had with him. Uh, so I've experienced a lot more bad memories with my father than I did good. I know he was a great man. Like he's still a great man. He's actually, he's out of prison. He's been out a couple of years. He was, uh, in there for majority of, uh, my teenage years into my early adulthood. Uh, but I know he's a great man. I just, I don't know him like that. And most of the experiences that I've had with him, they were pretty, they were, they were pretty traumatizing almost. So I just know one experience that I had is, um, I, I think I was 14 years old. I was going through my skater phase. Uh, I skated for a long time throughout my teenage years, but I wore the tight pants and I had like this Wolverine haircut. It, it was, it was goofy. Uh, I, I, yeah, he remembers. This is, this is my uncle. Uh, so I, w- I went, um, and, at the end of the visit, I remember waiting for the prison guard to open up the gate, and uh, my brothers are looking back at my dad, and uh, and he's and he's looking. Uh, I haven't healed from these stories. Wow. Sorry. Wow, it's okay. It's all right. I remember him. This this is actually the first time I shared in public, so it's probably the first and last time I cry. So <laughs> I remember him looking looking in our direction, and and he was laughing and pulling out his pants, making fun of my pants, and. That was like that was the first time I seen him in prison after like six years, and it was the last. And uh, that was the only story. It was it was the only story I had with him through my te- through my teenage years. So uh, it it really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so most of you guys, if you if you haven't seen my story, I shared my story online with uh, the church. They did a, a my story series, and I shared I shared my stories. I didn't share that story in the in the. Uh, in the series, I wish I did because I wouldn't have cried right now. But, uh, but it was uh, I, I carried that with me, and it made me and it made me angry. And so I grew up with a stepfather who's still in my life now, and I consider he he's my father. I consider him my dad. Yeah. And yeah. So if you're here, I don't know if you're here. I love you. Happy Father's Day. Uh, but he uh, he you know we he grew up in a broken home, same as I did, and and he grew up without a father. So without the Lord, like. We were a broken family and, and things, you know, him naturally as a man, he, he wasn't the best father. And uh, growing up as a stepson, and uh, it, it, there was a lot of things in my life that, you know, just kind of transpired, made me just spiral out of control. And, uh, and, and he, he too, he, if you guys know him, uh, Martin, he, he has a great heart. He has a big heart. He's just this big teddy bear. Uh, but, uh, you know, just, but without God, we just broken people and I experienced the worst and, uh, and it was, it was, it was really tough, but, but I, but I, I know, I know he loved us and, and just, I just thank God that, uh, that we're, that we're here, that we're in church, that we're serving. The reason why we're here is when he was in prison, cause he was in and out of prison as well. The reason why we're here is he was in prison and there was a, there was a man in our church that went to go minister in the prisons and, uh, and he was preaching and he just shared that he went to praise shop of Paramount. So Martin calls my mom. He says, Hey, I got saved. I want you to go back. I want you to go to church. This is the church I want you to go to until I get out. So she, he was like, okay, what church is it? And he said, pray shop of Paramount. And my mom said, she said this. she said, I used to go to that church when I was 16 years old. And, uh, so me and my brother were in the nursery before, uh, I think it was in this building, correct? Yeah. So this, and this was, I don't know how many years ago, maybe 27, 25 years ago. So, but God's favor, just he's, he's been our life and, and, uh, all the restoration, all my, my dad isn't saved, my biological father, um, but my stepdad is, and 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 he he just he did the best he could, and I'm just grateful, you know, that God used his life just to to place us here. Yes. Wow, that's awesome. Go ahead, Marcel. Okay, um, my story is a little bit, pretty much a little bit of the same thing as as his. Um, for those that don't know, Martin, um, Martin is a good friend of mine. He was my brother. I grew up with him in the neighborhood, and um, he was my go-to guy. He was my shadow. He was my, my, he was my brother, and to this day, uh, it's an honor and a blessing to have him in my life because I would have never been here, amen. And I've known this kid since he was, 
you know, five, six years old. And I, I'm just so proud of uh, what God has done in this man because this man is a powerful man of God. And I, and I really mean that 100%. Amen. So um, uh, my story is a little bit kind of like the same, like I said, you know, was so my dad and mom, you know, they were together, of course. And my dad left. My dad left when I was probably about like seven years old. And when he left, um, he had a construction business. He was doing good. He was making good money. Um, he, he just started, um, he had a problem with drinking and, you know, being with a bunch of women. And he was just, he left. He left us. So he was always in and out. And um, one thing I can honestly say that he, he, to this day, my dad is uh, 79 years old and um, he's doing a roof down the street right now. I mean, he's, that guy is amazing the way how he works. He's a machine, amen. And his work ethic is awesome. And he was a great provider. All he did was just pretty much just come home, to come over and just drop off the check. And then he will leave. So he's in and out of our life for years. So that's pretty much how I seen him. I seen him as, you know what, yes, you're my dad. But at the same token, you're not really my dad. Because um, a dad don't leave the family like that. So I grew up in the neighborhood. I grew up in the street. I started getting into some trouble at an early age. I'm talking about... Nine, ten years old, I was already in a juvenile hall. I was 11 years old already by the time I, you know, and it was just that lifestyle I liked, amen. So my dad wasn't around, so I used, I, I used to look up at a, uh, to a lot of people as, they're like my dad, like Martin and, and, you know, so many friends that I had at that age. And um, so, like, my dad was just always in and out, in and out. And when he would come try to bring correction to, to my home, I used to pretty much look at him like, you got nerve to come to the house and try to bring correction to me. I mean, yeah, you're my dad. I mean, I love you, but you're not really my dad right now. You know what I mean? So you can't tell me what to do. So pretty much that's how, that's how it was. My dad was in and out, and I was doing my thing. And um, like I said, he was a great provider. And one thing that, that uh, um, I, I held a lot of hate towards him. I had a lot of hate, and he got in a car accident. In Tijuana, he lived in Tijuana, and he got in a car accident, and he rolled over a cliff, and he almost died. And my dad got really, really hurt, and he was in critical condition. And I remember I went to go see him, and um, I had so much hate for him. I, I, I just, I could not stand him. And um, when I went there, I remember I wasn't even saved at the time. I always knew, I always knew God, but I wasn't, you know, serving God. Um, and I remember God does, God did something uh, to me that day where he touched me. And from that day, I started having the love for my dad again. He restored it, but not fully, but it was no more, um, hate. It was kind of like more like a dislike now. Uh, but I mean, it, it was, you know, I'm, I'm on it. I'm being honest, but you know, I ran with it and, um, it just, it, it got better and better. Amen. And, um, yeah, so that, I just thank God that, you know, who I became, you know, I became a, uh, when I got saved in, uh, in 2005, and um, I just, what I want to say is, um, when I was growing up, I used to always have this in my mind, like, I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to, I, I don't want to grow up like my dad. I don't, I like his work ethnic, but other than that, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to uh, carbon copy who he was. I want to do my own thing. And, um, you know, uh, I want to be there for my kids. I want to be there and pretty much, and that's what I've done, amen. Pretty much been there. Um, and amen. Again, uh, just uh, we wanted you to just see and hear uh, a cross-section of, of everyone growing up with different fathers. And I'm sure all of you here that are sitting in this building have... Um, have a different uh, understanding or perspective when it comes to fatherhood. Uh, and, of course, you could see all of these guys' family in the picture behind. Of course, this is my family back here as well. And uh, we, we're, we're at a place in our lives today, my, my wife and I, that uh, our kids are all grown, and now we're, we're grandparents, so we're happy. We're excited about that. And I, I've told the church before, if I can have grandkids before my own kids, I would have done it that way. But... <laughs> Of course, it can't happen that way, right? But, uh, but no, it's awesome. I, my, my dad, again, he wasn't a Christian, 
but he was devoted to his family. And uh, one of the things that I can say about my own personal dad is that he was very devoted to the family. There, there were seven boys. And you can imagine the challenge of uh, we, we fought every day. I have one of my brothers here. My brother George is here. And literally, uh, I, there was a fight every morning somewhere. Some, one of the brothers was fighting. You got my shirt on. You got my pants on. Uh, uh, we, uh, my brother George, we grew up in a home where it was only one restroom. And so that, there was always a fight over the restroom and who was going to go in there and first, you know, to get up early, you know, to get ready for uh, school. At, the, at that time, I, I remember growing up and, you know, and then my dad was up early in the morning. And so he would leave work. He would leave the work around 530 in the morning. And so uh, the rest was just kind of up to my mom. My poor mom, God rest her soul. <laughs> she I don't know how she ever did it, uh, raising up, you know, in the morning there, uh, tolerating seven boys and uh, us just going at it all the time. And, I mean, we, were, we would go at it. But, uh, again, my dad was very devoted to his family as far as working and as far as being there, providing. And, again, I, I have to say and agree with, uh, with Marcel. He's very uh, a work ethic. He, he raised us working, that we had to work. And if there's something my dad wouldn't tolerate, was us sleeping in, and uh, he made sure we got up early in the morning, and, and uh, we weren't lazy, and uh, we, we, we had to, uh, you know, it, it, the moment, you know, I worked for, during, you know, during summers, the, during the summer, I, I, I worked during, I had a summer job. My dad said, you're not just going to laze around during the summer. You're going to go and get a summer job. I, I remember when we were living there in Huntington Park, I, I take three buses to get to work during the summer. So all my friends were just like getting up at 10, noontime. I'm getting up early in the morning to go to downtown. We had this uh, summer job and, that I had gotten, and uh, I, had to, I had to work. You know, we we're going to do something. Uh, we just weren't going to laze around. So for me, I'm very thankful uh, that my, my dad imparted that into my life. He wasn't a perfect dad. I don't think any dad was. You know, I think uh, every other weekend was a pachanga. You know what I mean? And so... Uh, that's one of the things I do remember about my dad with the pachanga. And one of the things that uh, I, I look back, especially when I became a Christian, now I became a believer when I was 16 years old. And one of the vows that I said to myself, as much as I love my dad and many of the character traits that he had, I said, I'm not going to be drinking and, and I'm not going to be smoking. My kids will never see me drinking. My kids were never going to hear me cussing or, or do anything like that. And they're never going to see me smoking. They're not going to do They're not going to be raised in a home that way. I said, I, I vowed because I knew what all of that brings. And again, uh, it just brings up a lot of atmosphere, a different atmosphere that I did not want in my home when I got married. I said, so when I was 16 years old and I gave my life to Christ, I vowed. I said, I, they're not going to hear me cussing. not going to hear me saying things to my wife. They're not going to see me drunk and out of my mind or anything like that. It's not going to be a pachanga every other weekend. Uh, they're going to see me sober. And so I, I, I vowed because, again, it kind of motivated me to be different. And I think Marcel kind of shared a little bit about that as well, and a lot of these guys will. Uh, so, so many times we, we look at the trauma in our life and the things that have happened to us, and, and uh, we can become bitter or we can become better. And I believe that it should make you better. Uh, when I look at all these men here, they become better. And you got to hear a little bit of their trauma, and you've not even hearing a, a fraction of some of the trauma that they've gone through and things that they've experienced, but they've used that trauma uh, as a triumph for the kingdom. I said, like, I'm a poet and I don't know it, man. I, 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 can, I can put things Keep together going, here. Yeah. That sound good or what? Anyway, I'm just kidding, you guys. Having fun up here. Uh, but again, we, we begin to do that, and, and it, it, we can use it for the kingdom of God. And so, I, I, you know, again, we don't belittle people's hurt. We don't belittle people's trauma. Uh, we don't say, hey, you know, get moving. But what we tell you is with God, God can turn that trauma into triumph for the kingdom of God. If you let him do that. Every single one of you today. So uh, I, I, was, I was reading a few statistics and then we're going to go on here. Uh, but they said that beyond our faith, our relationship with our dads can be the most shaping influence in how we approach life. 
And it said national statistics show that 71%, listen to this, of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 71%. They said 75% of teenagers in substance abuse are, are from fatherless homes. So there is a need for fathers to step up. There is a need. And I realize uh, that there's many homes here where we have a single mom. So those single moms, man, they're, they're taking two rows. A lot of these moms, they're heroes here today. And uh, I wanted to challenge, too. I know that it's very difficult for even mothers to show up to a service like this where the dad is absent. And I tell all the moms, you, you come. You bring, because you know what? To, to a degree, you're, you're, you're a mother, but you're also uh, fulfilling a father's role. So they're the heroes as well. So, again, I, we, we, uh, we can't run this church without mothers. So uh, today happens to be Father's Day, so we'll take a little glory, ladies. But uh, really, it, it, because of you, you make it all happen. Uh, but, uh, again, we, we wanted to give you a perspective. Uh, Pastor Isaac, why don't you just tell us a little bit, you know, you, um, uh, you, when you got married, you already had a daughter. So give us a little bit of the challenges of that and, and uh, you know, having, having all that involved in your, in your marriage and yeah, all, everything. So, Go ahead. so that's what we call a blended family, blended right? Blended family, that's a blended correct. family. And if I could have the, uh, the team put the, the picture back up there so I could brag about my family. Uh, but while they're, while they're working on that, um, I was 16 years old when I found out uh, that my high school girlfriend had gotten pregnant. Not only that, I was in juvenile hall at that time. Uh, I remember mama. I remember having to face mama, uh, you know, uh, during the visitation. And uh, I, I, uh, I remember her just sobbing. I remember her just crying. And, and I, I think about that, and I, and I, I think uh, mom understood what this meant. I had no idea, right? 16 years old, I didn't, even know how to, I didn't even know how to take care of myself at 16 years old. But I think my mom understood the impact that that was going to have on my life and my future. And, uh, and, and I remember that. I remember her crying. And so uh, that's Alyssa. That's the furthest one on, on, the, uh, on uh, I guess, your right or your left uh, there. Uh, and Alyssa is 22 uh, now, I think. I'm looking for my wife to help me. She's not. Yeah, 22. And, uh, and uh, uh, just, just uh, I, I'm just so blessed. Uh, uh, I, I grew up at 16 years old, uh, me and her mother, uh, again, we, we were we were jacked up, drugs and all that kind of stuff. And so, thankfully, my mom and dad stepped in and really raised my daughter for the first five years while I was uh, while I was jacked up. And so, uh, I got saved in 2003. Again, I grew up in church. I never really served God, uh, but uh, ser- uh, gave my life to the Lord in 2003. And God began to work in, in in my life and cleaning a lot of things up, restoring relationships and all of that stuff. Uh, I met my wife, my beautiful wife. Uh, there, uh, there to, on my right there, I met her in this church. Uh, thank you, Pastor Omar. Uh, met, yeah, yeah, met my beautiful wife in, in, in this church. And so we got married. We got married in, uh, in 2005 or 2006? 2005. Oh, wow. He knew that, Liz. He's just acting. Yeah. No, it's okay. He's getting a little nervous. That's two, why. Yeah, two, 2005. And so when we got married, uh, my daughter was seven years old. And so uh, we, you know, my wife was 19. I was 22. We, again, we were still kids. And so we came together uh, at a young age. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of dynamics, okay? There was a lot of friction in a blended home. And so uh, what we say is we all kind of grew up together. Uh, my, my, uh, my daughter, Alyssa, uh, and my wife, we all kind of grew up together and really learned and matured together. And so my wife has been a champion in being uh, not only mom to, my, uh, to our other three beautiful children, uh, but a stepmom as well and really brought us together that way. There's a lot of challenges there. And, and I would say uh, for those of you that have blended families, uh, to be sensitive to all the different dynamics that are going on, all those different emotions, uh, be sensitive to those, be mature uh, and, and work through those. But I'm blessed. I mean, I look at my family. They, they are absolutely beautiful. Uh, and uh, we've been blessed the, the, uh, with, by the grace of God. We've, we've made it. By the grace of God, we made it. I'm thankful for so many people here that have rallied around us, prayed with us, loved us. Our pastors, I always say, our pastors, Pastor Omar, Sister Letty, uh, without them, we would, uh, it, w- it wouldn't be so great. So I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate all of those that have been there to support us and love us and, and help us. And again, I, I'm just trying to be the best dad that I can be. I'm trying to lead my family uh, in the things of God. And uh, with God's help, we're able to do it. 
All right. All right. We're proud of this family. And, and John, tell us a little bit. You know, you, you met Christina. I know she was, uh, uh, she grew up with a father, right? But with, without her mom, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, she grew up without her mother. Uh, okay. Uh, her relationship with her father. So, is... so give us, a, tell us a little bit. You got married and now you have two children and a beautiful family. And uh, so tell us a little bit of those challenges. Yeah, so here, so I've, I've known my wife since I was, I think, 15 Immediate, she was beautiful, so I was like, yo, I got to wife her up before I wife her up. <laughs> so I asked her, I was like, will you be, will you be my girlfriend? Uh, so uh, we've been together since we were 16 years old. I'm 29 years old. Um, we got married uh, in 2012. I remember my wedding anniversary. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we got married August 19, 20, <laughs> 2012, and uh, we'll be celebrating nine years this August. Um, yeah. yeah, so we, we, our children are, they're planned. We, we planned out everything that we could. Uh, and so there's my beautiful daughter, Mila, she'll be four in October. That little girl's anointed. She's, she's, she's amazing. She's the sweetest little girl if you get to know her, unless she's hungry. Um, and then that's my son, Noah. He's, uh, he's five months old. Um, he cries a lot, so we're, we're, we're look, I don't know if he's anointed yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's man. He's he, he's an amazing kid. I, I love him. I just uh, I don't know if we're gonna have more. Uh, well, my wife said she wants to, so I want a baseball team. It's her body. So if she blessed me one more, I'll be happy. Four or five more, we'll, I'll be grateful. <laughs> but so we we grew up together as as kids, uh, both broken homes and. Her story, you can write a movie about her story. And, um, and I'm just very fortunate to, to be able to grow with her. And uh, she's had so much patience with me. Uh, and she's really, really taught me how to be, how, like she's teaching me how to be a father. Because there's a challenge of a little girl and then a little boy is like, I can't treat them the way that I was treated. And I'm learning like the smallest little things like, I want to pick my daughter up and just throw her across the room. Not when I'm angry, like we're playing. <laughs> we're playing, like, you know what I mean? Like, we play, and I'm like, you know, we're, we're, we're boxing, and I'll, I'll punch her. And my, my wife teach. <laughs> I like punch. I like punch. Yeah, yeah. You, don't go, you go, Marcel. You go. <laughs> no, my wife's teaching me, like, John, like, she's a girl. You know, you want, you want her to, you know, grow up to, you know, just have you know, be feminine and, and how she wants to be, you know, and kind of, she likes the makeup and stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got to learn and watch the way I talk to her. And with my boy, there's no rules. She can't tell me how to treat him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a yes, sir. No, sir. So, <laughs> but so I, I honor my wife. We'll I know see about fun. that. Yeah. We'll see about that. But I, I honestly just, I love being a father. And I, I say this all the time. Some of you guys heard it. There's only a couple things I've ever dreamed about being when I grew up. One was a father, one was a husband, and the other was a, was a preacher of the gospel. I'm living my dream. Like, I, I wake up, and I'm living my dream. There's nothing else I want in this world other than the Lord and just his blessing over my family. So, like, it's just where I came from. Like, as some of you guys may see, you know, the, the beautiful family, you see me up here. Maybe you guys see me even doing ministry or talking to people. Whatever. Like, can I tell you something? You're kind of watching the end of the movie. Like, God has done so much between then like you can see this crazy movie and see the last 10 minutes of it and say man this is a great movie it's a great happy movie but you don't know everything before it and i'm just telling you like everyone has a story to tell and there's just so much that god has done up to this point and now god is just doing a whole new thing and we're just excited and i'm i'm grateful That's to so be a father so tell us, Marcel, you, you also got married and you have a blended family. So tell us the challenges on that. Yes, um, I was 19 when I first had my son, uh, Marcel. My, he's 31 now. Uh, and I remember um, when, I had, when I had Marcel and I was, you know, deeply in the streets just doing my thing. I remember I, saw, I used to, uh, like I said, uh, uh, I, used to, I always knew who God was, but um, I wasn't serving the Lord. But I used to always ask God, God, I just want to see my son turn five. I don't know why five was the number, but I used to always say, I just want to see him turn five. And, you know, he's 31 now. Amen, right? Then my son Richard was born uh, four years later. Uh, my son Richard was born. And then, um, you know, we, you know, you know the, the mother of, of, of my first kids, you know, we just had a really, really messed up relationship, rocky relationship. You know, it was just, it was horrible. And... Um, when I met 
when I met uh, uh, Becca, I met Becca in 2005. I met Becca in 2005, and um, uh, I remember when I met her, you know, it was, uh, I met her at a baseball game. My son Richard was playing baseball. I met her at a baseball game, and we just started talking, and I was already coming out of a rocky relationship already. And um, so, you know, we just started hanging out. We started hanging out, uh, uh, and um, things just started happening. You know, uh, I remember she used to tell me, um, like, man, you know, you're always at church, dude. Like, that, that's what you do? And I'm like, yeah, I'm always at church. And she was kind of like, oh, wow, okay, you know. She was probably searching for, for somebody like me. I don't know at the moment, you know. <laughs> so I remember, I remember uh, um, when, when, when we hooked up, I was like, I introduced her to my mom, and first of all, you know how they say mothers know everything. Mothers is always mothers know the best for their kids, amen. And this is this is honest. This is the honest truth right here. So my mom, she goes. After a while, after we started hanging out, my mom goes, "You know what, Marcel? Becca got a lot of kids. <laughs> she does. She goes, Becca got a lot of kids, but she goes, you know what? Becca's true." And Becca's the real deal. She goes, you know what? Take this as a blessing. Please take this out of all the advice I've ever given you. Take this and run with it. Because you know what? I know what's best for you. She is, she, and at the moment, I'm like, man, you know, okay, you know, um, five kids, then I got two, you know, we, 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 which is, you know, we're, we're big, you know. And the cool thing about having a blended family is uh, you get more gifts. You know, Christmas time, you know, you get more gifts, amen. You know, so that's my family right there. Plus, I got, um, let me see, there's, I, sometimes I lose track. I swear I do. But I don't, one, two, three, four, uh, four five. So I got, I got eight kids total. I got eight kids total. How, how many grandkids do you have? Seven grandkids. Come on. I got seven grandkids, eight kids total. And, um, you know, we're, it's a blended family. But you know what, honestly? Uh, it's it's fun when 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 everybody gets together, we have a blast. There's nobody hating on each other at all. I mean, it is comedy, and that's what I love about it because we all we 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 all could vibe. Uh, there's no hard feelings, and like I said, you know, birthday parties come, Christmas comes. Hey, I got seven gifts that I know oh. that are already coming. You know what I'm saying? So that's the good thing. Um, and then so then you know so then uh, in two thousand so in two thousand eight. I had my daughter. By the way, today's her birthday, amen? Happy birthday, Naya. Love you. Yeah. So 2008, we, we had Naya, and, um, you know, that's my, that, that's my blood daughter for me and my wife, you know. Jasmine and my daughter, Monique, uh, you know, they, uh, um, that I try to, I, I, and, I, and I think I do a pretty good job is, um, I never, these are my stepkids. I always say these are my kids. Because you know what? I raised those kids. Me and my wife together, and God, of course, in this church, we raised those kids. And you know what? And it's a blessing and an honor for, for uh, 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 a man to step in, to step in and uh, raise kids that, that, that uh, is not by blood. But I love them. I love them. I, I love them. You know, I love them like uh, uh, Martin. Martin always showed love to, to, to John and Anthony and Gabby. And, um, you know, Martin's, Martin would always say, man, those are my kids. I, so I, um, I'm going to say I caught, wind, I, I caught a little bit of that fire, amen. You know what I'm saying? And, and I did, and I, I man, it's, it's just an honor. And I, I, love, I love being a dad. I really, really do. All right. So, again, you know, we have all of these things that's going on and across the board uh, with different circumstances. But with God, God changes things. Yes. And that, that's the hope. I think, I think what you're hearing here is some testimonies of hope because all of us wonder, wonder, you know, like you must have had a perfect upbringing or you must have had the perfect dad or you don't understand my circumstances. But I, I'm here to tell you, no matter where you're at, again, you have God the Father that is the perfect dad, the most perfect dad that you'll ever have, the greatest example that Amen. you'll ever have. And that's the example that I think has strengthened all of these men that are up yes. here. No matter what they've gone through, uh, through fatherhood and what examples they've had, they've learned how to be a father uh, through all of that. So uh, why don't we just give you guys a minute each, I guess, and just kind of give us uh, whatever you want to say, maybe about fatherhood, maybe a word, and I'll start with Isaac. 
Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing for me I want to I want to share with with all of you men. And first of all, all of you men that are here uh, in church today leading your family, I want to honor each and every one of yeah. you because it's men like you. Yes. Listen, it's men like you that's going to create and, and uh, uh, raise a, a generation that understands the things of God, understands how to love people, how to love their wives, all that stuff. So if you're a man here uh, this morning leading your family, I want to honor you. I think that's important. I was talking about godly masculinity, and I think it's important for us to understand that, uh, you know, a lot of us have been raised in Hispanic homes, Chicano homes, and there's that machismo and in, 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 uh, in that, and there's, there's, some, there, there's some good that comes out of that in, in leading and having some pride in your family. But I also want you to, to, uh, to consider having godly masculinity, and what that means is loving and being affectionate and being okay with showing emotion, healthy emotion, letting your, letting your wife know how much you love her and appreciate her. I'll say that one more time. Letting your wife know how much you love her and appreciate her for her partnership in helping you raise the kids and keep the family together. And also with your children. Love your children. Hug your children. I, I told you, I kissed my father on the cheek uh, uh, all the way through manhood. And so uh, there, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, showing affection and loving and letting your children know, letting your family know that you love them. I think that, that's important. Yeah, so I, I really feel, uh, I want to encourage some of the stepfathers here, or every stepfather here, um, like these kids, they trust you with their whole heart. Yeah, they do. Like, That's good. They give you all of them, and they're looking for a father. And when you marry their mother, um, God is going to hold you accountable for their life. Nice. And, and so just, just love them. Open up, open up yourselves to them, and, uh, because they're going to give you the, their whole heart. Uh, and it may look like, they're hard on the surface, and maybe some of them come older than others, but but they're they're gonna love you if you love them if you love them with your whole heart. And then young, and young people, if you you know you're looking, you're married, and you want to start having children, I want to tell you one thing that you have to heal before having children, so your children don't have to heal from you being their parent. Yeah. That's so important. Um, me and my wife, I thank God. I thank God that we were in the process because. Man, if we had to start over from the beginning when we had our daughter, God knows where, like where we would be and how she would act. But uh, God bless you guys. Amen. All right, go ahead, Michael. Um, one thing I want to say, one thing I want to say is that um, what I'm going to say is I'm not bragging. This is all God. This is the power of God. God's in the business of restoration. We all know that, Amen. And one thing that I could honestly say is, men. As fathers, show love to your kids. Show them unconditional love. Um, when things happen, things are going to happen. There's going to be trials. Kids go through things too, amen. We got to be there. We got to show love. And we got to hear them out and not push them to the side, amen. And one thing as husbands, and like I said, I'm not bragging that this is what I do. But I, I am honored to do this, and I, and I, I, I say it because this is all God is. I love to show my wife love. I show my wife love in front of the kids, and I tell the kids, when you get, when you get married, especially for my daughters, when you guys get married, make sure that man's going to treat you like I treat your mom. Okay? Because I pour love into your mom, and my kids will tell you, you know what? My dad's always showing love to my mom. And I do, and I do that, like I said, not bragging, because I do that because it's God, the, the transformation that God has done in me. Because I had a, I had a hardened heart before, where I couldn't show love. Amen. I never thought I would be able to show love like I do now. Amen. I'll tell you that right now. And fathers, especially stepdads, yeah, they're not your kids by blood, but you know what? You're not saying it takes a, it takes a romance to raise kids. It does. It does. And, it, and, and it's well worth it. Well worth it, amen. So, you know, for those that are out, for those that are stepdads, step up to the plate. Even if you got kids of your own and you have real kids that you had from a previous marriage that are your blood. And, you know, they're, for whatever reason, they're not around. And you're, you're around your stepkids. Show them love. Impart that love into them because they need you. You are their savior. You, you're, you're the captain. You know, they look up to you, amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Why don't we uh, bow our heads and close our eyes? I'm going to say a prayer. So, Father, we thank you today. 
we thank you, Lord, that you're a perfect father and you're a heavenly father. And so we ask God today that you would just reach across this room right now. So many people, God, that are in this house today. And Lord, I pray by the Holy Spirit that you'll minister. I pray the word that these fathers have shared today would minister to the lives that are sitting out here in this building right now. And so perhaps you're out there right now as you're listening to the sound of my voice. And maybe you're saying, you know, I can relate to so many of those stories. And maybe you grew up without a father. Maybe you grew up without that affection. Maybe you didn't grow up in a perfect home. Or maybe you did. Maybe it was a great dad. But I'm here to tell you today, there's the Heavenly Father that loves you and cares about you. Whether you're a man or woman sitting here in this place today, I want to tell you today, there's a God in heaven that loves you and cares about your soul. And he wants to change your life, just like he changed the lives of every single person up here today. They're the Father in heaven today that cares about you and loves you. And the Bible said that Jesus came to the earth to die for you, to give his life for you, so that you can be forgiven of your sins and you can have a second chance in life. And so if you're here right now, every with every head bowed, every eye closed right now, if you're in this place, say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life. I need God in my life. Maybe you've had some hurt. Maybe you've had some wounds. The only one that can heal those wounds, the only one that can come in and forgive you and change your life is the Lord today. If you're sitting in this building right now, say, Pastor, whether you're a man or woman, doesn't matter. I know it's Father's Day, but we want to give you an opportunity. Don't leave here the same way you walked in. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Give your life to the Lord today. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand real quick. Say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need the Lord in my life today. Whoever you are, just raise your hand real quick. Just say, that's me. That's me back there. God bless you back there. Thank you. Anybody else right now, you say, that's me back there. Gentlemen back there with a cap on. Thank you. Anybody else? We don't want you to leave here the same way you walked in. Today is your day. Today is your day. Somebody else back there. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. A few men here today that are raising their hand. Again, man or woman, doesn't matter who you are, young, middle-aged, or older, doesn't matter today, what age, whatever age you are, if you can realize today you need Jesus in your life, if you realize you need the Lord in your life right now, God's speaking to you. Don't leave here the same way you walked in. You just came to church today. Maybe you just came to watch the children. Maybe you just came because it's Father's Day, but you don't realize today God had an appointment with you that God's been speaking to you, even as you heard these testimonies to tell you that God's the answer you're looking for. You're not going to do it by yourself. I figured that out a long time ago. God's the answer. And so today you'd raise your hand and say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life. Raise your hand. Is there anyone else right now? You haven't raised it up yet. That's you. Maybe one time you were walking with God, but you're away from God. You need to come back home, rededicate your life. Who are you? Just raise your hand if there's anyone at all anyone at all if you raised up your hand look up at me back there you guys mean that you mean that you mean that over there can i can i pray with you today would you stand to your feet and just come i need some somebody to come with them today we're not here to embarrass you we're just here to pray with you we want you to come forward only to pray with you not to not to shame you come on come on come on give them a big hand who else back there the lord is going to come in their life today God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for coming, young man. God bless you. All right, Green Bay. That's all right. I'm a Pittsburgh fan, but we'll, we'll put up with Green Bay. God bless you. That's all right. Lakers, God bless you, guys. I'm just kidding. It's okay. We're on the. We're going to be all on the same team today. All of us on the same team today. So I'm going to pray with them. Would you pray with me today? Why don't we bow our heads and close our eyes? I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to repeat this prayer. Don't say it to me, but say it to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it out loud. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and you rose again. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sin. Come in my heart. Be Lord of my life. Change my life. From this day forward, I will serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray for them. Father, we thank you for every single one right now. Every single one that has come forward right now. Why don't we stand together out there? They continue to pray. 
And so, God, we worship you, and we thank you today, Lord. And we thank you, God, for changing lives in this house in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. This is what I want to do. If you're a father here today, I want to pray for you. I just want to say a prayer of blessing. And I, I don't want you to leave here without, some, without us praying for you. And I just want to say a general prayer for every single father that's in this place today. So all the dads, would you come? Would you come forward? I just want to pray with you. I want to pray for the blessing of God over your life. Whatever is going on, and maybe some of you today, uh, you know, you're dealing with issues and decisions and your home and whether you're a single dad, whether you're a dad that uh, you, you, you live at home with your children, however it is, whatever whatever you're dealing with, I want to pray just a prayer of blessing over you. I want to pray a prayer of blessing and favor. Maybe today um, you're, you're looking for a raise. I'm going to pray that God give you a raise, man, that that God's going to open up a door, more raises in your life, man, more income come your way, whatever it is. I'm going to pray that uh, maybe you're having issues in your marriage, man. Uh, God's going to heal your marriage. God's going to heal your home. So uh, thank you, men, for coming up here. Look at all these men. What a blessing, right? So I'm going to pray for these men, all of these fathers today. Would you just lift your hands toward heaven? Let's pray for them. So, Father, we thank you for every father that's in this place today. God, today I pray for the blessing of God and the favor of God right now. I pray for wisdom, Lord, and decision that they have to make, God. That, that, Lord, that you would guide them, that you would lead them today. Help them to be the father they need to be, Lord. All of us have not been perfect, but help them, God, today. Lord, not only to be forgiven, but to forgive themselves for mistakes that they've made in the past. But today things are changing for them. I pray, God, for favor financially, Lord, right now. I pray for raises, God. I pray for opportunity and promotion in their jobs today. And so, Lord, I pray for their marriage, Lord, those that are married right now. I pray bring healing right now. Those that are single dads today, that you would help them, Lord, in their relationship with their children. Maybe, God, some of our blended homes today. I pray today for the grace and the favor of God upon every father today. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Come on, let's give God a big praise today. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.